0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. 18+. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm your host, Ariana Bravo, and this is the Autosport Podcast. Coming into the weekend, everyone said that Mexico was a Red Bull track, but in an unexpected turn of events, it was Valtteri Bottas who took pole position with Lewis Hamilton P2 giving Mercedes their first front-row lockout of the 2021 season. Red Bull will be occupying the second row of the grid tomorrow, with the championship leader Max Verstappen ahead of the home hero, Checo Perez, with the Red Bull duo having had their final laps interrupted when coming across Yuki Tsunoda off the track in the runoff at Turn 10. Pierre Gasly led the midfield, coming home fifth-fastest, only a tenth off of Perez, while the Ferraris, with Carlos Sainz sixth-fastest, were split up by the McLaren of Daniel Ricciardo. Yuki Snowder and Lando Norris rounded up the top 10. They will both have grid penalties tomorrow and will start at the back of the pack. And as a result, both drivers today were playing the team game and towing their teammates. Sebastian Vettel failed to make it through to Q3, while Kimi Räikkönen bagged himself his best qualifying result of the year in 12th. George Russell took 13th for Williams, but will drop five places on the grid as a result of his post-FP2 gearbox change although that will be ahead of all the drivers that have grid penalties for taking new engines. Sonoda, Norris, Lance Stroll and Esteban Ocon. Ocon and Antonio Giovinazzi were knocked out of Q2 with the latter spinning off at turn 12, however Giovinazzi was able to return to the pits. Q1 was disrupted nearly halfway through by Lance Stroll crashing and destroying his rear wing and then the left front wheel area as the Aston spun around and its front was knocked about as well. It was a big crash, 12 Gs, but thankfully and most importantly, we have had confirmation that Lance has been checked over and all is okay. The session was suspended for nearly half an hour as the wreckage was cleared and the barriers replaced, after which Fernando Alonso was the highest profile Q1 casualty as he was knocked out in 16th. The other Q1 fallers were Nicholas Latifi, the pair, and Lance Stroll. I am joined now by Alex Kalinorkas, Auto Autosport's Grand Prix editor. Alex, it's always a pleasure to chat with you on the pod. How are you?
1: Yes, I'm very well, thanks, Ariana. Um, intrigued by the result of qualifying at the 2021 Mexican Grand Prix. It's almost—I was thinking earlier—the reverse of Austin, really, when you think about it. In that there, everyone was expecting Lewis Hamilton to, um, you know, completely dominate a track where he does very, very well. Um, whereas this time, it was um, it was it was Red Bulls and Max Verstappen's to lose. Let's face it. And obviously, um, well, see, that's what, certainly what it seemed on the on the face of the practice. page. Um, but yeah, Mercedes absolutely stunned them. Valtteri Bottas ends up on pole with Hamilton alongside him. And that means they're going to go down to that turn one, as we'll come on to talk to later. Well and truly, you know, which, with those Red Bulls chasing them, there could be fireworks. It sets up a very intriguing race. And obviously in the context of this uh, sometimes controversial title battle, you know, it just makes everything very, very interesting. So yeah. I'm feeling, um, yeah, I'm feeling a bit intrigued, as I say, about that result from qualifying.
2: Yes, it is very like the reverse of Austin. Now, I think it is only right that we start talking about that battle for pole position and the driver that managed to steal the fastest lap, Valtteri Bottas. As we have touched on, most people were expecting the Red Bull to have this in the bag, as they have typically been the stronger car at this track. But as we said, as we saw in Austin, sometimes when we expect a team to be dominant, This season just throws that all into disarray. Uh, But how surprised were you of seeing that Mercedes getting itself into that pole position and not just that, but actually having the front row lockout tomorrow?
1: Pretty surprised. I mean, very surprised. As shocked as Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas were, let's face it. Um, You know, Red Bull looked utterly in command. I think what Sergio Perez topped FP3 by over six and a half tenths, Lewis Hamilton got told that exact information by his engineer, repeated it back incredulously. He said, six and a half tenths you know he was really astounded by how big that gap was Um, but you know I think there was a little bit of um it, it was closer than it looked I think you know there's various reasons why the drivers didn't um, hook up their laps in practice and things like that plus the Mercedes engine is doing a lot better at altitude than it has to at the past you know speaking to um, Dave Robson at Williams he was saying you know the natural progression the evolution of that engine means that it was naturally going to get better and Toto Wolf has said that Mercedes has optimised it for these conditions so Mercedes certainly not as bad as it has been previously against Red Bull, when it comes to the power at high altitude, we know that the Honda engine goes very well here. It's got that jet engine technology that uh, has been developed there, and obviously just you know running in the in the thinner air, its turbo seems to be particularly good. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Mercedes definitely closer. So that's the reason why that's happened. But yeah, still surprising that it all went wrong, particularly for Max Verstappen. Um, In terms of grip, he just didn't have the grip that he needed in Q3, so things felt okay in Q1 and Q2. You know, he wasn't doing as many runs as everybody else because he he was that much in command. But when it came to Q3, the rear sliding around all all over the place um you know he said the team also needs to look at how it performed on its outlaps because things felt very different between the first run and the second run um, but yeah just just generally lacking grip and that's why he was behind when it came to the real the real controversy of Q3 and that was Yuki Tsunoda um, running ahead of the Red Bull cars, getting in their way effectively. Okay, yeah, he was off the track, but it was it was disrupting them, and that's really meant that uh, that that Red Bull didn't have a chance. Obviously, they they didn't have a, they lost that chance to complete their laps fully. Um, there's definitely some speculation that you know Red Bull probably wouldn't have beaten Mercedes anyway. They seemed to be down after the first couple of sectors, uh, in any case, or at least the the part of the the, the, the second sector where they came upon Tsunoda going quite slowly. Um, but yeah, that was that that was all that was all rather messy and um, yeah I think it's probably good to talk about Alpha Tauri and Tsunoda at this point here because you know it's what five six hours after qualifying now I still don't understand how they got this so badly wrong Um if you look at if you go back and look at the um, you know the pictures and, and I have done and watched everything back they're so far ahead of everybody else. It's the two... Uh, basically, sorry, to, to recap for any listeners that don't know, the various teams were, were giving each other... The two drivers were giving each other toes because of the engine uh, engine change grid penalties that have come for this race. So, Snowde got a new Honda engine. He'll start at the back tomorrow. He got through to Q3 uh, on the soft tyres, which he's going to have to use at the start, um, just to make sure he got in. Uh, did well to get there. Fair play to him for doing that. But, um, but yeah, um, he was giving Pierre Gasly a toe because he's always going to drop down from wherever he qualifies in Q3. So he may as well maximise, you know, punching a hole in the air uh, along the main straight um, for the car that hasn't got a penalty. McLaren were doing the same thing. Landon Aris has got a penalty. He was giving Daniel Ricciardo a toe. You know, it's going on all across the grid. Um, but yeah, the Alpha Tauris and the second runs in Q3 are so far ahead of any other car that when Sonoda dives out of the way ahead of turn one and Gasly sh- shoots on by and produces an excellent lap to end up, uh, end up fifth, that... He, he 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 then um, he then has twelve seconds behind him to Carlos Sainz Jr., who's ahead of the Red Bull cars. And I don't understand why Sonoda doesn't just follow his teammate. Okay, he's you know, he's told he's on the in lap, he's told keep things negative in terms of his times, but like it's just not hard to not mess this up. I don't know how the team have done it. All he had to do was slingshot Gasly through into turn one and then Trundle behind him, you know, stay on the gas. Yeah, attacking, but not, you know, going really, really slowly. He's crawling, coming out of turn six at one stage. It's utterly bizarre. There was a whole second straight as well. If you wanted to go really slowly and you're not supposed to drive unduly slowly, so that probably wasn't the most sensible thing that you could have done. But, you know, he could have pulled over, trundled down the second straight, allowed the rest of the guys that were completing laps to go past him. He doesn't do that. But as I said, the simple thing to do would have been to follow Gasly and none of this would have happened. Okay, it might all be academic. Red Bull might not have beaten Mercedes anyway. But it's just, it's got all really, really messy. You know, you've got Christian Horner effectively calling out Sonoda, who's saying, well, I I couldn't have done anything else. Well, yes, you could, Yuki. You could have followed your teammate and you wouldn't have been in this position. So, yeah, utterly, utterly bizarre.
2: Yes, there has been lots of talk about the incident with Yuki Sonoda since the session um, has rounded up. Of course, Max himself seemed to be quite frustrated at it. Uh, We will see what else comes if we hear anything else as well. We haven't had anything further at this point of recording. uh, But yes, Red Bull were not too pleased about that, evidently. Uh, I want to stay on our poll sitter for a moment longer, though, because it has to be said that Valtteri Bottas is looking so much stronger since he has had his future confirmed. But looking at the qualifying session today and the weekend so far... What was it that was working so well for him in the car and giving him that edge over Lewis?
1: So, Bottas has generally been pretty happy with the balance of his car all through practice uh, and into the race. You know, the team were working on it, but I think, he, you know, he just felt that they, they got everything he said uh, as close to perfection as they possibly could in terms of the car setup. So, it was really interesting, you know, that he's he felt okay, but obviously they knew there was more more time to come. Um, and actually, just said that the car was as good as, as it had ever felt when he got into qualifying. It was interesting. Toto Wolf then revealed that the team was actually still trying to get him to make setup changes even as uh, Q3 progressed and he actually said no um, you know I think he was uh, I think he was uh, fairly firm with him but that they, you know, they've got that kind of relationship and things established at Mercedes where they can you know disagree with each other and, and and it not all fall apart you get some drivers that would do that you know they'd be they'd be called out in the media or you know things would things would go apart in terms of uh, what they and the team want doesn't really happen at Mercedes obviously Bottas is out anyway doesn't really matter what he says and does but let's face it anyway uh, Wolff said they tried to convince him a little bit uh, with some setup changes, but he said no, not changing, not changing, not changing, and he went out for it. And but I think I think um, Wolfie's pleased to see him not only performing well, but having that confidence. And yeah, just ju- just generally seemed to seem to be. Seem to be on it, Bottas all weekend. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, on the other hand, said he really struggled with the setup uh, that he had in qualifying. So the logical extension of Wolff's wor- words about Bottas not making changes is perhaps that Hamilton did and it didn't work out for him. Um, that said, he's not too concerned going into the race because they'll be using totally different tyres. The, the Mercedes and the Red Bull cars won't touch the softs. Uh, they'll be starting on the mediums. We'll come on to talk about race strategy anyway. Sorry, I'm wittering on as ever. Um, in terms, of, uh, in terms of Hamilton, yeah, he was behind Bottas all the way through in Q3 when it mattered. And, and just interestingly, on on Bottas, I, I asked him, you know, why didn't you go quicker on your second run, which was um, I think, still, I think, good enough time anyway to, to clinch uh, pole position, even if he didn't have the first one. He just said that as he was pushing to try and better his first run in Q3, just um, to Get shave anywhere he could in the first and second sectors that actually meant he overheated the rear tyres and then when he got, got to the final sector that stadium section he was sliding around that little bit more didn't go any quicker
2: well there you have it thank you for that Alex now looking ahead to tomorrow we will have the Red Bulls lining up behind the Mercedes drivers we have that super long run up to turn one how do you think that the race start could unfold between the two teams?
1: Well, I mean, we said this at Austin, and we—I oh, was kind of proved to be correct. There were kind of fireworks there. Uh, Max Verstappen making a bad start, and Hamilton getting by him uh, on that run up to the first corner. But yeah, this one definitely. Again, we've seen so many occasions. There's been incidents. There's been people cutting off, going on the grass. You know, Lewis Hamilton uh, did that a couple of years ago. It's, it's, it's. There's definitely, there's definitely going to be something happening here because it's the longest run down to Turn One on the whole Formula One calendar, and we know that there's going to be a slipstream effect. Both Mercedes drivers are saying it's not quite as bad incidentally even though it's shorter um at sochi it's not it's not as bad as it is at sochi in terms of here at mexico so the slipstream the tow effect won't be as as bad but they're still going to be there so i think the red bull cars you can expect them to be swarming the mercedes drivers um Lewis Hamilton said they're going to have to work as a team to keep the Red Bulls behind. So it'll be really interesting to see what he makes of that. And of course, team orders. There is the whole spectre of team orders over everybody up to all In terms of both, uh, both those sets of drivers. You know, Bottas, let's face it, if, he's, if he leads the entire race with Hamilton behind him, he's going to have to give up that victory. It's a slam dunk decision for Mercedes. They've got to have Hamilton win this race if they are running one and two. Same with Red Bull. Perez if he does find himself ahead of uh, uh, Max Verstappen he will have to give up that position it's just it's just it's just good racing sense there Um, but yeah it's pretty hard to pass here in terms of uh, if you don't have a massive sort of offset pace advantage so I think Verstappen will need to go on the attack we know he's not afraid to get aggressive get his elbows out so yeah I'm I'm once again expecting turn one fireworks.
2: Oh, this season has given us a lot of lap one drama so far. And yeah, I'm not sure that it will hold back tomorrow, but we will see. But of course, the race start is just one thing. We then also have the remainder of the race. And this is a track that you can overtake at, taking into consideration the race pace that we have seen in the practice sessions. Who do you think has the upper hand for bringing home the win?
1: Well, I sort, of, I sort of disagree on the, uh, the overtaking here at Mexico. Plenty of teams speaking to them, uh, over the course of course, the weekend, pretty pessimistic about the chance of, uh, you know, getting by other cars just because following is going to be very, very tricky. It's going to be a one-stop race, a bit of tyre management. So it's not necessarily going to be as, 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 as easy just because there's a, there's a long straight. That said, if, if they find each other close together, the DRS effect is going is to kick in. Um, in terms of the, uh, what we've seen the practice sessions on the long runs, Red Bull did look like it had a slight edge, But then Red Bull and Mercedes diverged on the tires they used in FP2, Red Bull on the mediums, Mercedes were on the hards. So, you know, not a like-for-like comparison, but Mercedes definitely was right there. Um, But the edge that Red Bull did have was so small that it would make it hard to get by. You know, okay, they have an edge, but if Mercedes are still ahead after the end of lap one, um, it's going to be a one stopper uh, because of the long pit lane time loss. So you know, strategy decisions are going to be um, are going to be pretty similar. You would expect uh, looking at it on paper. But what is interesting is that it's unseasonably hot in Mexico for this time of year, and that could yet boost Red Bull. It has done better in the hotter conditions uh, at all the races we've seen so far this year. So still hope for Red Bull. Plus the fact that could well be a race of attrition speaking to dave robson at williams he was uh, pointing out the fact that the uh, the brakes the engines they're going to struggle to stay cool so come the end of the race we could well see uh, many cars uh, dropping out or or at least a few that's what he was sort of suggesting so maybe that will impact in the battle at the front who knows
2: yeah the conditions at this track the uh the weather the altitude etc of course that is going to play a part this weekend we've heard lots of the teams discussing the effect of the altitude as you said the chances of some cars not making it to the end. Uh, so definitely worth keeping an eye on all of the drivers throughout the field because of that. Now moving further down the top 10, let's talk about Alfa for a moment. We've already touched on Yuki Tsunoda in quite a lot of detail, but um Pierre Gasly was really, really fast today what did you make of his performance in particular?
1: Yeah, on the Alphatari I mean I think I've uh, made it fairly clear what I think of Sonoda's driving at the end of Q3 and I have to say I think that undid all his good work to get there um, not really much more to say on him it's unfortunate but um, but yeah I, 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 just, I just don't understand why he didn't follow Gasly but, uh, but anyway on Gasly once again absolutely excelling it was interesting speaking to him in the press conference uh, on Thursday because uh, the um, Tom Clarkson the press conference host pointed out that he's on the same number of points or I think actually just one less point than he was um than he ended up with at the end of the season last year or the same number of races in 2021 and Gasly sort of he sort of made the point of oh you know this is why you can't um you can't believe statistics because that year I had a race win and things like that but I think actually if you flip it around it shows you just what a good job he's doing you know the same number of races he hasn't had that race win which let's face it was was very very lucky There is no way he should have won that race if Lewis Hamilton hadn't made the mistake at Monza in terms of coming in when the pit lane was closed. So it just shows you he is driving better and he he agrees with that. You know, I asked him, you know, do you feel like you're driving better? And he said, yeah, well, I feel certainly more consistent and more complete driver. And it's showing up in, in his results.
2: Yeah, we've said it so many times before on this podcast that Pierre is really, really showing his worth in that AlphaTauri and being a fantastic lead for the team and helping them move forward of course his teammate yuki is one of several drivers taking a penalty tomorrow we're actually going to see a lot of drivers trying to make their way through the pack and as a result that of course bumps up certain drivers as well opening up opportunities for them how much of an impact do you think that these penalties will have on how the race plays out tomorrow
1: uh, I don't think it makes a huge amount of difference other than the Alpines or certainly with Fernando Alonso rather get let off the hook for their messy session with Alonso knocked out in Q1 not really nailing his lap or definitely not nailing his lap when it mattered uh, although of course Ocon will still be uh, on the last row with his engine penalty what will be interesting again actually to come back to him it'll be interesting to see if Sonodi can redeem himself given the fact that the Honda engine uh, will go well here uh, but the other thing to really keep an eye on in terms of the guys at the back of the grid is Lando Norris as I mentioned he's another one with an engine penalty and um, can he get out the order to try and help his teammate Daniel Ricciardo save points in that battle versus Ferrari? It was interesting um, Daniel Ricciardo did very well to split the Ferraris which have been going very, very well throughout practice in terms of their pace uh, in qualifying, although Charles Leclerc sort of held up his hand and said, uh, you know, I made mistakes when it mattered at the end of Q3 because it was a funny one for Leclerc. He sort of struggled all the way through practice, had that crash in FP1. He said, oh, I was finally sort of seeing the end light at the end of the tunnel and then, yeah, just made mistakes. So um, yeah, a little bit sloppy from Leclerc, but uh, still it sets things up nicely. Can Ricciardo stay amongst the Ferraris and can Norris get up there to help him
2: well there you have it that is all that we have time for today lots happening in tomorrow's race those drivers that will be trying to make their way up the pack the battle at the front between the Mercedes and the Red Bull cars and as we've said Daniel Ricciardo in the middle of that Ferrari sandwich lots to keep an eye on it is shaping up to be a really exciting race tomorrow the atmosphere out here is electric and I certainly cannot wait to see the on track action tomorrow. Alex, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you everyone for listening. Let me know your thoughts of qualifying today and also what you think will happen in tomorrow's race at Ariana Bravo on Instagram. And we will be back tomorrow with our extended post race coverage. So I'll catch you then.
0: Well, a huge thanks to today's sponsor for bringing the show to you for free. They are Party Casino, your first choice for sports betting. And of course, Formula One, who will be the winner next time out? Who's your favourite? Who's the outsider? And who might you want to bet on? You can, of course, bet on this year's Drivers' Championship as it goes down to the wire. But not just Formula One. Check out the sports section of Party Casino for the Premier League, Championship, Bundesliga or La Liga, or maybe all about tennis, horse racing or MotoGP. Any one of 39 different sports in Party Casino. And hit the slots with the full Party Casino experience with jackpot slots, the best Vegas games, roulette in the live casino, and of course, blackjack as well. PartyCasino.com has now got a safer gambling section on the homepage so you can play while staying safe, learn how betting works, and manage the time you spend online. So when you're ready, let's get the party started with 50 free spins on Starburst. How do you do it? You go to Autosport.com PartyCasino. In three easy steps, sign up, make a deposit of 10 quid, and enjoy 50 free spins. That's autosport.com partycasino, open to UK residents over 18 years old. Read full terms and conditions at partycasino.com, and please gamble responsibly.